Welcome back to Musical Madness this week. On today's show, we've got Ian Walker, a local director in South Yorkshire. Now, he's going to be talking about what inspired him to become a director and how he got involved within it. He's going to let you know what other projects he's got on. And also, as a director, how he finds talent within the auditions. So, if you're interested in all that, stick around, keep listening, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. But let's get the show on the road. Right, on the show we've got Ian today. Just for the listeners, Ian, could you introduce yourself for me? Yeah, I'm Ian Walker. I'm 62. Uh, I love amateur theatre and have been involved in it literally all my life. Um, And I currently reside in Sheffield. Brill. Now, you know, Colin has got you involved. He's he's told you about this podcast. I'll get him later. (laughs) Yeah, get him later, Ian. Um, But, you know, the conversation is very relaxed and uh, I guess... For me, I would like to start with, um, I would like to know how you got in to theatre. You know, yeah. how how did you start? What was your involvement? Well, um, my mum and dad, uh, my mum's still with us. She's uh, 92 now, mum, and, and she's still the president of a local Amdram society. Back after the Second uh, World War, they started a theatre group called the Hansworth Operatic Society, and they used to go around pubs and such, singing, etc., and they ultimately set up a theatre group. And the theatre group is now Hansworth and Hallam, which is still going strong in Sheffield today. In fact, my brother, Scott, is the chairman there. Uh, and um, literally, Scott and myself were dragged along there when we were sort of young <laughs> kids. Yeah. And my first show was I played a snow child in Carousel at the age of seven. Snow child? Yeah, snow child. One of the snow children in Carousel. <laughs> uh, and uh, literally... Um, I went into Amdram then at, at that young age and it's been fabulous for us because literally now all the family uh, are involved. My brother and his kids are all involved, his wife and, and such like, and their partners. Yeah. Uh, and the same with me. Um, my, uh, my wife's been involved. My son and my daughter, Adam and Adele, they've both very heavily involved. In fact, I, I'd like to think that Adam is now following in my footsteps. He's started directing for a few groups. Oh, wow. And, and, yeah. and doing really well. And their partners, and now I've even got two grandchildren who are also involved. So it, the theatre, Amdram, has definitely been my life. And uh, you know, I, I love my sport, but I love my theatre. And certainly the last 12 months have been very hard when we've not had any to go to. So we so with the sounds of it, literally in your fa- in your family, theatre is in the court. It's in your blood. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think the Walkers are probably known as the Sheffield Mafia because I think that <laughs> all of us. Uh, I've got me. I've got my, my, my nephews who are, who are very well uh, doing very well in the theatre. Yeah, uh, and as I say, my, my own kids. So it is in my blood. Yeah, and like you know, I mean, here I am now with 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 Colin and working with in Doncaster. But you meet some fabulous people and some great groups and some very talented people. You know, I mean, I always say that the difference between professional and amateur is that the professionals get paid and the amateurs don't. But there mm. is some brilliant amateur uh, actors and actresses uh, going around, and certainly in South Yorkshire, where it's a very rich vein of yeah, talent. Yeah, and you know, when I've gone to watch amateur productions, and we say that word amateur because you have to categorise it in some way, mm-hmm. but I won't say. A lot of the time, I wouldn't even say the performance is amateur from some people. It is outstanding. Like you said, the talent oh, that is out there yeah. is yeah. 
it's incredible. It is incredible. And uh, so, yeah, with, with what you said as well, you said that your, your son, I, I didn't catch the name. Adam. Adam, yeah. yeah. He's, he's just started directing, a bit like yourself. Yeah, Adam's been uh, involved again since a very young uh, young age in fact i think his claim to fame as he uh, as a little child once he wet the stage um <laughs> at a pantomime when he was uh, probably about four years old on pantomime adam's considerably older than that now he's, he's uh, 35 but he's just started he's i think he's directed three four shows now and he's also helped me when i did uh, rent at the crucible in sheffield and mm. uh, jesus christ superstar last year at the octagon adam sort of assisted me adam's got quite a demanding job as well and it travels around. Um, but I know he's got a couple of uh, things that he's hoping to do next year. Brilliant. So it is very much in the family. So as, um, have you, I suspect possibly you have, but have yourself and Adam directed together or worked together? Worked together, yeah. In fact, I've directed Adam in a few shows. Uh, I've, uh, oh, you've directed him? Yeah, yeah. I've directed Adam in... Uh, I'm just trying to think now, because Adam was a member of Splinters. In fact, Splinters, who I came to to Doncaster from, yeah. is one of my main groups back in Sheffield. And Adam's been with Splinters for many, many years. And years ago, they asked me to direct our... Well, 2010, they asked me to direct our house for them. Oh, good and show. I, oh, great show. And Adam said to me, he says, Dad, he says, you've got to do it. He says, once you've done a Splinters show, he says, because of the kids and, and, and the enthusiasm, and I have to say, I was blown away by it. It was ap- it was a f- superb experience. Yeah. And then I stayed with Splinters, did a couple more shows for them. I've, I think I've done five or six for them now, uh, and I'm currently their business manager. So I, I, it sort of uh, very much stayed with me. Uh, I've not done anything directing for them for a couple of years now. Well, nobody's done anything for it for last year. Yeah. Um, but they're still very much close to my heart. Oh, bro! Now, <coughs> out of that, just hearing. Now, you said that you directed your son. Yeah. Now, has there been any fallouts? Because you know, <laughs> I know as well, you know. Yeah, well, do you know, it's funny you should say that because when I look back on my time uh, in the theatre, yeah. my dad, who sadly passed away about eight years ago, was my best friend. You know, he really was. Yeah. And we and and I, I always remember dad saying to me when I first started to, to direct, I, I'd done my first auditions when, when I'd been in directing. I got back home that night and... And I was sort of, you know, oh, dad, you know, this person doesn't like it and that person doesn't mm. like it. And I think I've got knives in my back because somebody, uh, you know, didn't agree with this decision. And my dad just says, Ian, have you made the right decision today? I says, well, well, yeah. He says, so what are you worried about? He says, you just get on with it. And that now I find mm. is transpired with Adam in his directing because, again, he's a younger, you know, much younger than me. And he's having to sort of plan things and work things. Fortunately, he's got a job which is quite demanding, which makes him have to make decisions. And mm. I think that that does help you. He's also quite a people person. He's a, he's a sales director with the company that he's with. And I think that things like that do help mm. because, you know, you have to make some decisions that sometimes aren't popular. No, But as long as, you, as long as in your mind you believe you've made the right decision, then uh, really... Just hearing that in, though, you know, I've not heard what you've just said your dad said that mentioned but that is some good advice and i think i think that needs to resonate to a lot of people and especially now and i mentioned this before we came on podcasting you know why i'm doing it now and why i didn't do it and i've been wanting to do it like it's it's that lack of confidence and and decision but if i enjoy it 
and I think it's the right decision. That should be only yeah. a matter to me. I'll have to say I had great support when I came to Doncaster because for me it was a blank piece of paper. I think I knew a couple of people yeah. in Doncaster, uh, and and Colin was very supportive because I came, and I could be honest. And literally, at the auditions, etc., mm. I had no preconceived ideas of what people had done before or anything like that. Yeah. I could look at the auditions and say, that person is right and, and that person is wrong. Uh, and I think that sometimes it's not the... I think it's the part that is right for the person, not the other way around. Yeah, there's a lot of very yep. talented people and you say, yeah, you're good, but you're not right for that part. Yeah. Uh, and I've had that to do in a few occasions. And as a director, you've probably got... Um, make that hard choice to say that to him or to make that decision yeah very yeah. much so i mean you know i look at the last show that we did with doncaster and the young lady that took the lead there harriet who, who was yeah phenomenal, phenomenal fantastic uh, yeah. she didn't audition for that part originally she, mm. she just did not audition for that part uh, uh and yet there was something we could see she auditioned for one of the other parts which she didn't get yeah something you can't even um no. i guess say or mention you just see something just, and, uh, and it, it works and you just think that yeah they're, they're right and uh, mm. thankfully the rest is history because uh, I, I probably wouldn't be sat here today if it did a fail miserably yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no it, you know what um you you probably won't know this Ian, but i i actually went to see me nuggingham not once but three times oh. i honestly thought the show was fantastic mm-hmm. and you know credit to you as a director and i know when i was speaking to colin about the show and I loved the, the, the obviously how it, how it transitioned between scenes and obviously the songs, everything, everything about it. Um, won't, I won't talk. Uh, I'll be on here for for ages. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, honestly, I went to see it three times, and it, it was just amazing how it was put together on a amateur level. Um, yeah. And that is just probably I would say credit to you as a director Thank and you. being like you said about Adam, that people person. And that, you know what I find. We, when I've been in shows as a performer, that you you, do, you get a lot of directors, but a lot of directors that don't direct people. And I find that you do that. Well, I've been very lucky, or unlucky, whichever way you look at it. I'd, my mum and dad introduced me to musical theatre, and I've been very lucky. I've played some, some big roles. Mm. But the one thing, and I'll not do it for you today, I'm not a singer. Unfortunately, oh, I think I, on, I, I, I think I must be the milkman. Not even twinkle, twinkle, not, little star. Not at all. <laughs> I uh, I once did uh, uh, Lancelot in Camelot many years ago. Oh yeah, and luckily the lady who played Guinevere got on with very well. And there's a song that's called "If Ever I Would Leave You." Right. In rehearsal, she says, "I wish you would," because <laughs> it, it, literally my singing voice is not not uh, great. My kids can sing. Yeah, my mum and dad can sing. My nephews, my brother, not me. So what I did at a very early age, I was asked to go to join a drama group called Tudor Players, who are still very much in existence today. In fact, I think I'm the second oldest member now. Whereabouts are they based? They're based in Sheffield, oh, okay. down in Sheffield, and, and they're quite a big, big drama group in Sheffield. Yeah. And um, I was 13. In fact, actually, uh, I, I was supposed to play for them one year, and I just got a part. Ironically, again in Camelot, but this time playing the young lad Tom mm. Warwick. So I had to give it a miss. Went the following year to do a play for them been with them ever since mm. and that's where i learned to act and because i was with a drama group uh, i was able to to learn to act and i worked yeah. with some brilliant directors and i actually think that part of what i do now is cheating because i'm like a little magpie you, you work with some very good directors yeah you work with some possibly not so good directors <laughs> yeah. so what you try and do is you look at the ones that you know, work for you and 
people are sadly no longer with us now, but like a guy called Jack Parkin, who uh, I was in awe of when I was a young lad because mm. when he directed, if he wanted me to do something, he could do it. He, he knew yeah. how to do it. Uh, and, you know, there were certain people and, and good friends who I, I work with now. I mean, Tudor Player have still got a, a nucleus of some very good directors and very good actors and actresses there. Mm. Uh, and so you, you actually pick these little nuggets up and I, I think from anywhere, I mean, even when I'm directing at Splinters, which is a very young group, suddenly you can have a youngster there who has never been on stage before, not used to going on stage, but will do something and you think, wow, you know, it's, it's just yeah. just, it's just brilliant. And you, you, you can't be too old to say, oh, you know, you know I've got no. my... You know, I, t- I totally agree with you because um, I, I come from background from the sports industry, coaching uh, and theatre. Doing uh, teaching theatre as well, and I totally get you because my involvement has been within the community in schools, primary schools, high school uh, stuff, and and I, I can relate in regards of seeing that young person, all that talent, and you and giving them the opportunity, even when other people don't think they should, or you know, or not look to them to have yeah. that. I yeah. just think push them in and give them that opportunity to do it. And it's like this centre stage theatre camp that we run. Yeah. Um, that summer camp allows them to find themselves as a performer or as an artist, wh- whichever background they want to go in, and give them the opportunity, no matter what, to thrive. Uh, and I totally relate with that with what you just said. Um, so what we're going to do now, guys, is we're going to take a short break. We'll be back with you. And... Um, we're going to put on a song for you to enjoy. Now, I'm not going to put Ian on the spot and say what song he wants to sing, because he... Not sing, sorry. No. <laughs> not sing. No, we're not singing. You've said that. lose all your listeners, <laughs> then I'll tell you. Uh, no, but um, I'm not going to uh, ask Ian to um, say a song that he would like to be played. I've said it right That's now. fine. I've That's said fine. it right. So we'll be back with you, and, um, yeah, we'll see you soon. So enjoy this song. Hello everyone and welcome back to the show. Hope you enjoyed that song. Um, we're going to just get back to the chat and uh, and get with it. So I think I'll start off with Ian. With um, as a director, you know you've been a director for many years. Um, what's your thoughts on how how it's going to happen? I'm trying to get the word right. Is how eager do you think people are going to go back to theatre? After all yeah. this lockdown, I think there's going to be a little bit of reluctance. I mean, we, we're all saying, and everything, you know, I'm on several Facebook groups and things like that, and people are missing it. They are. I do know of one or two people that have found other things to do, mm. which is only natural. Uh, one or two people who probably suddenly found that their weeks have suddenly got, you know, a bit, bit more time in it because they're not just uh, rushing off to rehearsals and such like. Um, and I think there's going to be a little bit of reluctance from from uh, the audience, and I understand yeah. that. I mean, people are going to be scared. We, you only have to know when you're in the shops or whatever how people are still socially distanced. Yeah, of course, and, and, and such like. So I, I think it's going to be. Um, it's not going to be immediate. I don't think people are going to be pushing back. back. Yeah, but mm. um, I, I think that a lot of us have missed it, and I mean, it's been a way of my life now since what I was eight years old, and, and yeah, uh, I, I, yes, you do miss these sort of things. Um, but it's 
it's like even the, the football at the moment where there's no people going into football stadiums. Yeah. And I know a few people are saying, yeah, we're not going to go back to the football and, and such like. So what will the new normal be? It's because the unknown, I guess. It, it is. Um, but I think that people will come back mm. and I'm sure that that excitement... Yeah, I'm sure the love and the passion and yeah. the enjoyment that the the reason why they go to watch shows or or be a part of it, you know, I think it's still there. It's just yeah. like you said, it it will probably take time. It will. It's going to take a, a a period of time. I, I mean, I, I used to love going down to London probably once or twice a year with my wife and mm. you know seeing some shows down there, new shows and that. Missed it, missed it yeah, d- desperately, uh, and uh, and certainly you know. It's also the social side because as we're all talking about going to Doncaster and being at rehearsals, people then go for a pint or whatever afterwards. It's a socialising, isn't it? It really is. And that's why I do fears of me saying as a performing, you know, I just love the socialisation from it and being in connecting with people. Um, But yeah, you know, it's a a good take. I I just wanted to ask you that question, see what your thoughts are because I'm sure everyone has many different ones and just see... You know, I'm sure there's there's a lot of positivity out there. I'm sure a lot of people want to get back, and hopefully it'll be in time. Um, I think the $6 million question now is, is it's always getting shows to get bums back on seats yeah. as well. And I think as a society, um, or production, it's it's trying to get booked in and start to get things moving and having that positivity to think, hang on, it's going ahead, yeah. um, and let's get things moving. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think... Uh, I would like to just ask and let the listeners know, but um, how did you come about in directing, Ian? Right. I'd, you've been you've been doing it since you were eight-year-old. Yeah, well, I've been on stage since I was eight-year-old. Uh, what happened is a f- good few years later, um, I was asked to help out on a show and be assistant director. Yeah. And I, I did a few shows as assistant director with... Uh, with another group, and, and I enjoyed it, etc. But I also had quite a hectic work schedule at the time as well, and a young family growing up. And um, then suddenly, sadly, one of the groups that I worked for, they uh, were just about to do Calamity Jane. Uh, and mm. sadly, the director, a very good friend of mine called Marilyn Rag, uh, sadly passed away quite suddenly, and they needed somebody to, uh, to to direct, and they asked me if I would be interested in doing it on my own, mm. and so I said yes, and I went in uh, and and did it, and made a hopefully a reasonable fist of it, <laughs> uh, and since then it sort of took off, and I've continued to direct. You obviously love it because oh, you wouldn't have kept yeah, doing it. Yeah, I mean. I think I'm a little bit of a glutton for punishment because I like to do shows that challenge me. Because yeah. I, I think that something that's very easy isn't really a challenge. Uh, I, I, and I think that... It, so I've done shows like Rent and yeah. Sunset... Well, I was, was, was hoping to do Sunset Boulevard, unfortunately got postponed. Uh, but Jesus Christ Superstar, even Made in Dagenham, and, and, and try and make it different and yeah. make it a bit more challenging. Because I don't think you should ever stop learning. And uh, I, I have to say, you know, coming over here to Doncaster, it was a new area for me, mm. people I didn't know. I, and I learned a lot about myself, yeah. uh, about other people, uh, and about how the Greek groups operate. And uh, it, it's nice. And, and made another nucleus of new friends as well. That, that, that's just great to hear. And it's, you know, it's just um, inspiring because um, as someone who's just done more performing, I've... I've done little shows and wrote little shows for for little groups stuff, but it's probably nothing to the extent of what you do. Um, 
But, you know, I like I would like to know, and I'm sure the listeners have, is just just how people got into it and the experiences and that. And if you want to just try it and see if it's an avenue for right. you, you know, a bit like your son, Adam, yeah. you know, he, I'm sure he didn't want to direct at one point and then he had an interest. I think that's it. And I think it's the old thing as well. You know, it's uh, good f- footballers don't make good managers, good actors don't make good directors. Yeah. And, and it's just, if it's something that you enjoy and you can work out. I mean, I find I can't hoof things. I am hopeless at hoofing. I, I, I've known directors turn up at rehearsals and say, right, we'll open the book. What shall we do tonight? Just I, wing it. Yeah, yep. I can't do that. Uh, and people who've worked with me know I'm probably a little bit anal in, in making sure that I prepare properly. Yep. The amount of work that goes on beforehand in researching it, looking at the characters. Because I'd like to think that, certainly in musicals, I, I like to develop the acting side of things and look mm-hmm. at the acting side yep. of things. Uh, as Damon Bell, who's the MD for, for, for Doncaster, will tell you, a score in front of me and it's just you might as well put mandarin chinese in yeah, front of yeah. me because i just don't understand don't clue, it. yeah and, and that's why you've got to be a good in my words team manager so you work with the team you know i've been very lucky with the people i've worked with to have good musical directors good choreographers yeah because um tap dancing and things like that are not my forte either so you, you sort of have a vision of what you want things to look like and you need to be able to tell the director yeah and you need to um be able to put your vision across for them to understand it to help you build yeah. the show and your vision of, of the show. Um, so, what what other projects are you got? And what other shows are you doing or directing here? And let well, me know. Uh, obviously, you don't need to mention any that you can't mention. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got two in the pipeline at the moment, which I've, I've committed to. Yeah, uh, the next one, hopefully, is going to be with uh, Doncaster um, Phoenix to, to, to do the. Um, uh, Adam's family, Adam's family, which is later this year. Yeah, I didn't know it at all, and again, that was exciting for me because I just um, didn't know the show, so I had to research it, look yeah. at it. I knew the old films, uh, yeah, television. Yeah, you know the television stuff. That's but yeah. right. Um, so I looked at that, looked at the music and and everything, and then I've just literally the other week committed to do a show in July of twenty twenty two. Uh, where I'm going to be doing the wedding singer yep. for a group in Sheffield, which I'm quite excited about. Um, it's um, a, a good friend of mine who was the chairman there, and, and uh, you know they were they were looking for somebody, and uh, I said I would help out. Um, I don't usually do the same show twice, and I have done the wedding singer before a few years ago with Splinters, mm. but the great challenge for me it was an early one for me when I did it with them, and I'd like to do it differently, mm. um, and. Uh, and, and that was very similar with Dagenham because I've, I've done Dagenham twice. And and I've got to be, uh, Colin, I hope won't smack me for it, but yeah. it's, uh, the attraction for doing Dagenham was I, I just loved the cast theatre. Yeah. And when Don, uh, when uh, um, Colin contacted me and said, would you come across and direct Made in Dagenham? I'd only done it about 12 months previously for a group in, in Rotherham. And I enjoyed the, f- I mean, the show, I, I love the show. Mm. But the first challenge for me was I wanted to do it differently. I couldn't do it the same. And the cast gave me the opportunity to, to, to take to it to the next level yeah, that you yeah, wanted. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you, it, it was great, uh, that show. Now, uh, honestly, and I thank you very much for coming on totally. the show today. Before we do leave and um, end the podcast and we'll play the, the last song for, for everyone, 
Do you want to say any last words to your wife? Love you, wife. You know when people go, love you, mum, happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, Lindsay's been so supportive over the years. I mean, Lindsay's been on stage a lot, and and I suppose that the the thing, uh, being a little bit sexist male, you know, when when (laughs) we have children, she stayed at home and looked after the kids who are now involved, and she sort of took the, the... backwards step of, of bringing up the kids yeah um and she was teaching at the time as well so she's still a school teacher as well and so she's been exceptionally supportive over the years and and i suppose that when you you know you know yourself these shows are not always a bad roses you can have a few you yeah. know rough times and yeah. you know i've had people sort of drop out of shows people come into shows yeah the infighting that sometimes does exist in certain groups mm. she has to deal with all of that and she does. Yeah, stress uh, after it at yeah, home. Yeah, yeah so, so no, I'm, I'm very lucky. I've, I've been so lucky with credit to your wife. This exactly. is for you. Exactly. <laughs> it best be a good song. She'll put a romantic one after. We might have to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you very much, Ian. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. And Pleasure. if you liked it, listeners, do get following us on social media, Musical Madness Podcast. And just one last thing, in. Thank you very much. And goodbye, everyone. This is the end of the podcast. Thank you again. Cheers. Yes, thank you so much, guys, for listening to the show today. I hope you really enjoyed the show. Follow us on social media if you haven't already at Musical Madness Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Next week, it is our Musical Theatre Friday. So every two weeks, we have one interview week and we have one Musical Theatre Friday. So, interested in that, there's going to be tons of songs on there, jokes, challenges, laughter, um, call-ins, loads of different stuff. So, Do get listening, do share the channel, and I hope you really enjoy this, and thank you for supporting me, guys, again. This is Musical Madness Podcast, and hopefully you'll listen next week.